good morning good afternoon welcome to this welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me um i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in your world um i hope you're doing well you're doing great um i was reading a bible verse just now where um in revelation the book of revelation chapter 5 verse 13 when it says that um there were people seated you know that there was um uh okay no yeah revelation chapter 5 verse 13 and it says and i heard every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as were in the sea and all that are in them saying blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever and you know actually what got me thinking about him in fact the amplified version says and i heard every created thing that is in heaven or on earth or under the earth um saying together to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessings and glory and honor and dominion forever and ever i so what i want to focus on is the fact that god sits on the throne I think you know I I was just thinking of that song that says to him who sits on the throne and unto the lamb to him who sits on the throne and unto the lamb be blessings and glory and honor and power forever be blessings and glory and honor and power forever so there's this picture this imagery that is painted in this chapter of worship before the throne of god and how you know there are these creatures that are before the throne and they're worshiping and they're saying blessings and honor and glory and power be unto you know be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the lamb forever I, I I I was just meditating upon that this morning. I had an early worship um, morning, um, time this morning, um, which I may or may not add to this recording, depending on as the spirit leads. But I just realized that you know, God is actually sitting on His throne. He's sitting on the throne. In fact, He's described in many places as Him that sits upon the throne. They don't they don't even you know they don't even say God or King. They just said him that i mean he's described as the one that sits upon the throne so in heaven there is one throne there's the throne and there's one that sits upon it and you have these creatures who are before that throne and they're giving glory to him that sits upon the throne and what is significant about that throne is that it is higher than any other throne And this verse describes that every created thing in heaven, on the earth, under the sea, that they were all worshipping this throne. So I think it's important for me to to just remind myself that God sits on the throne and that he is, he's really in charge of, you know, things that happen upon this earth. And um,
because I see I see so much I think one of the greatest problems that we have as Christians is actually believing that the word of God is really true and that what the verdict that the Bible gives about the world is really true and I I think most of us actually Okay so let me let me let me let me let me backtrack I think th- I think for some of us so just you know let, let me let me gather my thoughts but I think what I sense is that we are more I think that as a believer, in fact, I I would say that I like the fact that the Bible describes how heaven is. So I like those scriptures like Revelation 5 that talk about how how the throne room is. I like everything that tells me about God and how things operate in God's environment and God's perspective. I like when parts of the Bible that talk about the different worlds that exist, you know, the fact that it talks about creatures under the sea. I like it when it talks about things that happen in the spiritual realm. Because it makes me understand the difference between worlds, between realms, between thrones and, you know, you know, principalities and powers. You know, it makes us understand that there are wicked spirits in the heavenly. So we know that there is a level where wicked spirits reside and we can see it because we know we can see their influence upon the earth. And the Bible talks about the third heaven, which is where God is. You know, so we know that, okay, there is the earth, there is the sky, there is the atmospheric heaven, probably in the stars where, you know, these the wicked spirits lie and then there is the heaven where god is so fine and we also see what happens in those places the bible gives us insights there are several things that talk about that i like it because it makes me understand the hierarchy of things and to me even in as much as i know that like in my house i have some level of authority in my family i have some level of authority over my life i have some level of authority and then, you know, in my nation, my community, things like that, institutions around me, everybody has levels of authority. Nations have level of authority. As we can see in the world today, some nations clearly have more authority and power than others and use it anyhow. But I'm grateful that I thank God that we do not live in a universe that is not leaderless. It is not leaderless. Neither is it without influence or authority. There, there, there is God rules over the kingdoms of the earth. I think when we when Satan is described as the god of this world, I think people misconstrue it to be, think that he's the king over the earth. He's not. When he's described as the god of this world, he's described as the god of all that is evil, that is corrupt within this world system. He's not talking about over the earth that God created. Satan is not god of the universe. He's not god of the planet. He's described by Jesus as the prince of the world. And in another place in the epistles as the God of this world. What he's calling this world is that world that God tells us we should not love. It's not the earth. It's the world system that talks about the lust of the flesh, the cares of life. You know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the um, cares of life. Everything that is worldly in this earth that is th- that thinks about self and, um, and, you know, what we can get and money and all of that and materialism. That is the world that Satan rules over. That world is in this natural world which is on this earth but it is not the it is just a part of the universe that god rules am i coming am i in fact it's the holy spirit that's explaining it to, my, to me so he's, this is holy spirit asking me am i communicating yes holy spirit I'm, I'm following you so god is still god 
And I think sometimes, so what I see the devil doing, and, I, and I'm re sharing this to myself, you know, and to you, to all listening as well. What I see the devil doing is he goes around like every braggart. I mean, in another music, I talked about it like three episodes ago, how the devil is very good at boasting. If you read the story of David and Goliath, you remember how the Goliath was boasting and bragging. I'm like, look, I am this, I am that. Bring all your biggest warriors. None of them can touch me. I am the, you know, he went on and on. And eventually a little shepherd boy with a sling and a stone and the word of God came and threw it and narrowed in the middle of his head. He said, ah, ah. there was nothing he did not say. And that's Satan for you. He will brag as though Somebody is not somebody that gave him breath and life. He will brag as though his existence is not being upheld by the word of God. He will brag as though there was not a day he was created. He will brag as though he was not but an, an, a cherub that was anointed by his maker. He will brag as though he has all the times and the seasons in the palm of his hand, whereas he doesn't. So... The one that sits on the throne that is higher than any other throne is the one we should fear. Is the one we should serve. Is the one we should seek to know. Every other throne, what I like about God is that he recognizes the authorities even of those who are under him. Which is why he allows people to be kings on the earth and he calls some people princes. Because yes, anybody that rules over a kingdom is a prince. So he described, Jesus himself described Satan as the prince of this world because he knows that he rules. But then Jesus is described as the king of kings and the lord of lords. And Revelation 5.13 tells us that him that sits on the throne, every creature, including the kings and their thrones, every creature on the earth, above the earth, Underneath the earth, in the sea, will come to worship the one that sits upon the throne. So, when I look around me, I see that a lot of people, they worship the thrones that they see. That's what is causing the eye service that we see in the political service. In my part of the world, wow, the throne worship is much. There are two things that people worship. They worship power and they worship money. Anybody that has political position is a god, a mini-god in my home country. Anybody that has money too is also a demigod. Those are the two things they worship. They worship fame, fortune, and power. But those are thrones that are seen. And it is the deception of the enemy for us to believe that the throne that we see is actually the most powerful. When in actual fact they are the weakest. Because they are the ones that will surely be brought down. Which is why I am reflecting and beginning to realize that as a Christian, I have to build my faith and my knowledge and my understanding in the existence of that throne that is higher than others. And him and my knowledge of him and my experience and my worship and my daily encounter with him who sits on that throne. Because that is only when I can remove myself from the authority of the visible thrones that exist upon this earth and within this world system where the devil, Satan, rules. So I, 
I'm realizing that, you know, I used to think before that, and, and I had a very funny perspective where I felt having a daily routine of worship was just being religious and that you should worship God when you feel led to worship him, which is really funny, really. There's no scriptural reference for that, but that's the way I used to look at it. And I felt God understood that it was all, that the praise was always better. The worship was always better when it happened spontaneously. But then the problem was that sometimes spontaneous may not happen in a whole month. So I go through an entire month without worshiping God or entering his throne or having that experience with him, relying just on all other ways, you know. And the fact is that if you're not in the throne, you're not in the throne because it's an actual place. And most of the time, we only get into that, that place by worship, that throne room. You can interact with God. And I mean, the Holy Spirit is here with us and he talks to you anyways. But the throne room, most of the time, is worship that gets you there. And in fact, I'm just, as I'm saying that, the Holy Spirit, I'm just realizing that for the first time that actually is true because there are times you have, you know, God speaks to you and all of that, but you, you are not necessarily, you are in his presence, but not necessarily in his throne room. And anybody who is a worshiper understands this. You know, when you are praising God, there's a point at which you are like in the outer court. There's a point at which you are in the inner court. And then there's a point, you know, you are before his throne. You know it, you know it, you know. But it's only worship that takes you there. I, I can't think of any time I've gotten into the throne room of God without worship. But I, I can be in his presence and I'm just talking to him and, you know, but I know I'm not, I, I'm in his presence and that's good enough. So that you can get with meditation, scripture, heart-to-heart conversations. You know, you're talking to God and, you know, he's always available and, you know, the Holy Spirit enables that. But that throne room experience, that one is only worship that gets you there. And all are important, but I think as I, you know, as I was meditating on that this morning, as I had my early worship, I just realized that this God is really, the God I serve is the God that sits upon the throne. I need to understand him more. I need to know him more as that God that sits upon the throne and what that means. A God that has a throne that has the dominion over all the nations. All, including the ones that are invading others simply because they are not happy with them. So I'll leave it at that and I will, may the Lord help us to understand him so much more. I'm praying the Ephesians prayer where it says um, that God may grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of our understanding be enlightened and we may know what is the hope of his calling. And um, that's a prayer that God has led me to be praying every day for the next, for a period of time. And I, I, am, I trust God that as I go through that prayer, daily meditation, and at the end of it, and subsequently, that spirit of wisdom and revelation, he will really give to me. Um, because I think I would rather align my faith, my service, my love for God with the kingdom that is above all than to be entangled with the thrones that are upon this earth and will not stand the test of time and the thrones that are made of ashes and stone that will be destroyed one day and really there are thrones that are just white sepulchers fancy on the outside but dead within I thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.